Welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger, and with me, as always, is Trevor Scott. Hello. Welcome, welcome. And, uh, yeah, like I said, this is a game design podcast. We're at episode 180. And this is like the beginning of the end of us not knowing anything about comedy. Uh, It's true. It's true. Just to- (laughs) Just to dig back into some behind the scenes kind of stuff, Trevor and I have signed up for an improv class, an, an online Zoom-based improv class, <laughs> which is the only way we can do it because we live out in the sticks and all the good improv is in the fucking city. Uh, um, so, as of next episode, you'll see an all-new, <laughs> all-powerful improv-based bitstorm. And then hopefully but- it gets better over the over the next four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll see, you'll see us grow in real time. Uh, but for right Especially now, you if just, you're binging through it right now. Yeah. Don't skip this episode. <laughs> but for right now, you do have to put up and sit through our uh, non-trained professional voices doing improv. Trevor. Doing no buts. <laughs> yeah, no but. Uh, do you want to explain- to our listening audience, what we're about to play, we're going to start with Click Picture, as we have been doing for a little while. Yes. So, a little while ago, Ben found a, like, board panda list of funny, s- random stock photos. Um, I'm pretty sure created- Facebook gave it to me as an ad, and being a fucking rube, I clicked on it. Yep. Um, which is awesome, because it gave us plenty of fodder to go through. Uh, we've been having fun. We sort of described to the- you, the audience- um, what the what the picture is, and then we try to come up with a game design based off of that image. Mm-hmm. Wild and wacky results follow. <laughs> I'm gonna paste it into our Discord, and we're, we haven't seen it yet. We're gonna describe it to you. You're gonna hear our reaction in real time. Three, two, one. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a an androgynous looking person. I I can't tell the gender, but that's fine. Yeah. Uh, flamed head. Like, mm-hmm. their head is cu- covered in flames. Very yes. Ghost Rider-esque. Yep. Holding a giant kitchen knife, like chef's knife, reaching out towards the camera. This sort of mouth open, screaming. For a second, I thought they had a weird lip ring, but I realized, no, that's part of the Shutterstock watermark. <laughs> 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 um, so, I-, I like the idea of this is- early Ghost Rider before all the flesh is burnt off. (laughs) Like the moment Ghost Rider's head first ignites. (laughs) Uh, I don't Um, know anything about Ghost Rider, but it's- Oh, look, this is a horrific image. We could definitely go with some sort of horror game. Like, can you imagine if you turn around and suddenly, like, the person you're with, their head bursts into flames and they're attacking you with a knife? Okay. Okay. Uh, This has given me- some memories of the old Stephen King story, Firestarter. Uh-huh. Uh, the movie starred um, young Drew, Drew Barrymore. Barrymore. I'm thinking that you don't play the Firestarter, but you instead play a concerned father when Ooh. your daughter starts, like, being able to, like, set people on fire and all that sort of yeah. stuff. So, yeah. this is sort of like a massive sort of escort quest. You know, you're you're escorting your daughter who has a lot more sort of power. So, so it's all about yeah. making sure that she's not setting people on fire, that she's pretty calm. <laughs> no, I like this a lot. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, in, in, in video game parlance, it's definitely a big long escort quest, but I think you'd, de- you'd, you'd inject it with some emotional, you know, cadence to it. Obviously, uh, connection between the father and daughter. And yeah, this, I mean, and just like in the, in the story, uh, I never saw the movie, but I've read the book a few times. You know, that fear of the daughter. But at the same time, you know, obviously loving her and trying to protect her and and then trying to protect everyone around her by, you know, training her to and teaching her to control her powers. Yeah. Uh, that could be really cool. So, I'm picturing sort of a mix between, well, may, or maybe a little bit of a life is strange sort of thing. Oh, yeah. Yep. Where you, you know, you've got sort of little different sections of the game where you're free to roam about in different areas and, you know, your daughter's generally following you around and with you. Uh, and, and you're sort of trying to, trying to get her. I don't know. Maybe are you being hunted by the government or by people who are trying to? I, I think it's definitely by the government, but it's maybe a rogue government agency. Like they didn't realize that one of their, like altered embryos actually made it out into the real world. Yeah. Yeah. And so-, yeah, so you set up a bit of backstory with, oh, this is dark. Uh, you set up a bit of backstory with the father and like he and his wife were doing IVF and then they were successful. But during the labor, there was a freak accident and she spontaneously combusted. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> That's a little bit <laughs> no, too dark. You don't want to. You don't want the imagery of a woman just like burning, burning into from flames, the inside, no. burning, and then like turning to ash, and then all that's left is the baby that she birthed, and that's how the baby was born. No, no. no? How, how about it was a normal birth, and um, <laughs> the the mother, you know, left the family for some reason, and okay. maybe comes back into the story later on. As like a, a member of this of this rogue government, maybe someone tells Agency. the daughter as like uh, 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 to try to like frighten her into coming with them or submitting yeah. that that's what she, that she did that to her own mother. Yeah. So then we can use that horrific imagery, but not actually have it be true. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I the imagery is good. But it also is not I mean, good. It's not, <laughs> it's not good. But yeah, it's powerful. It's powerful. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of switching back and forth between like adventure stuff and, and a bit of action y stealth kind of third person gameplay. Yeah. Like a bit more of that sort of stuff than would be in something like Life is Strange. Yeah, uh, sort, of, sort of like along those lines of. Like a um, Last of Us kind of Yeah, thing, a maybe. Last of Us kind of action, but with uh, Life is Strange sort of um, adventure stuff in between. Yeah, and like dialogue puzzles. And, yeah. Or, or at least dialogue trees. and Yeah. Yeah. We, we like our dialogue trees. Definitely. Dialogue vines. Dialogue. <laughs> those dialogue roots go deep. Um, so- I suppose the question is, does his father actually know about the government agency and that his ex-wife works works for them? 
or is this something that, like, he's been kept in the dark about as well? Oh, okay. I, I hadn't caught on to that bit, but that's a good twist. And that's how they got the embryo. embryo. Yeah. She was desperate, maybe, and didn't tell him. Uh, okay. That, that she- Well, I think maybe he finds out over the course of the- Yeah. That she is still story. alive, A, because he thought that she was dead. Hmm. And B, she's actually part of this rogue go- government agency, and she's the one who's tracking them down. Not to not to hurt, hurt the daughter, but to actually, she sees it as getting getting the daughter back to back to her rightful side. To, well, I mean, to- I think po- potentially she's even trying to protect the daughter in her own way. It's just yeah. she's she's sort of trying to get her by force, and you know, it, it's in in that very. Uh, authoritative way she wants to control the daughter and keep her safe by keeping her locked up, basically, uh, and yep. monitored. Um, so I'm definitely seeing that, like they they're sending assassins out and all this sort of stuff. I'm I'm picturing almost this scene that we've got with a, with a lady with her hair on fire and all this sort of stuff, or the androgynous person with the um hair on fire. Not to not to label label this person. Is a chef, so they're they're okay. coming out and they're like they've been disguised as a chef and they're out out for dinner, and I can just imagine the the chef coming out brandishing the the um the knife, just trying to trying to take out the trying um, to like threaten the father or something to get yeah, the daughter, take out the husband to get the daughter. He yeah. he sort of thinks that it, that they're attacking her, but it turns out that you know they're always coming to attack him. Yeah. Of course, she she can sort of click her fingers and, and you know, hair sets on fire and- <laughs> Oh, totally. Well, and that's what I'm sort of picturing is you'll have these moments where it becomes like shit hits the fan and stuff just starts getting set on fire. And at, and at that moment, you kind of move into a bit of a an action-y stealth bit where it's like, okay, like you grab her hand and you're running, but like things are exploding around you because she's, you know, doing her best to- to yep. protect you. I'm seeing that at this stage, her eyes just start glowing white. You know, she's basically anywhere that she looks just sets on fire sort of thing. Almost a um, little bit of a Cyclops sort of thing that she can't quite right, control she can't the power. Quite control it. Yeah, yeah. I think definitely not being able to control it. Um, well, I like you could do a really cool like shimmering sort of effect, like the heat shimmer just starts mm-hmm. to like, you know, feel the air around her and- yeah, I kind of like the idea that the, the father grabs her hand at the start and you know starts starts running her through the through the streets and then when you know you sort of get out of the stealth section he he has a look at his hand and it's all blistered yeah and all this he has sort of to like bandage it up yeah that could be like an early set piece and from that point on you have to hunt down some like heat resistant gloves to wear yeah on the off chance that this actually happens and I'm thinking that you know you can find some evidence of of stuff that's actually happening in in like old letters and that sort of stuff as well as you yeah know. and well and i think maybe like overhaul over here phone calls or like maybe you connect up with someone who can help you out and who does some some digging and finds you know files or and you know sends them to you periodically so that yep. you're kind of getting some exposition as you go i'm kind of picturing this now as like very much a a game where you're on the run the whole time, like you're oh, just yeah. going through these different environments. In fact, I like the I like the idea of the first 
the first level, like the introduction being just in your home and look, we haven't told the player yet about the, you know, the fact that this daughter, this child can ignite things is, is pyrokinetic. And so, yeah, like you just see government agents start banging down the door, in, 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 uh, interrupting your otherwise normal, you know, morning of a single dad and his daughter. And of course, yep. then you get some exposition as as things go on, and um, and and fairly soon run into the first situation where her powers come to the fore. That's really cool. I yeah, think you I, could. I, I'm I'm just imagining what what the final set piece is going to be like. Is you know basically they they've decided to take um take on the government agency by having a full on offensive. Right. You know, he basically let lets the daughter go wild in, in this room. Yeah, and, well it depends you know, she how sets you basically do it. The, the entire thing on, on fire. Actually what would be what would be kinda cool is instead of like yes, maybe you do sort of go on the offensive but you fail. Like you, you sort of go through this area, you're you're busting in through uh this government agency, she's just like blowing doors off of uh, doors out of their frames and you sort of find you, you find your way into the centre of this place but then someone like tases her and knocks you out and you see them take the take take your daughter and you know you sort of watch her be taken away into this other room and you're like what the hell's going on and then just suddenly that room just like explodes there's just like this <laughs> massive like bigger than anything you've seen just this it just bursts from the inside out with this fucking heat and flame uh and she's just standing there in the center of all this rubble <laughs> and just, these charred corpses <laughs> yeah basically yeah and it's just like daddy can we go home now <laughs> i'm tired <laughs> no that's cool that we is could do some really cool shit with that all right but we shall move on to our other game, which we'll play for most of the rest of this episode. And this is a game where we take a random phrase generator, in this case. Uh, so, similar to the last game, but now with words and not pictures. So, we each have a random phrase generator in front of us, and on the count of three to one click, we'll get an adjective and a noun each, and uh, we'll tell those to each other, and you, the listening audience, and uh, turn that into a game design. So, let's do it. Three to one click. Atomic afternoon. <laughs> Store sticky. <laughs> let's, let's see how store is an adjective. This this thing's weird sometimes. But anyway. Uh, store sticky. Okay, what sort of store is sticky? <laughs> well, is it store or is it some... The, or are you storing you know, something? Are you storing something? I mean, a store that is storing something sticky would be sticky. Also, often. Okay. I, I'm sort of thinking that rather than atomic being atomic bomb, I'm thinking this is a, a store for selling, like, atoms themselves. <laughs> Singular atoms. It's got these display cases with electron microscopes. <laughs> this is a gold atom. <laughs> I'm just thinking of the, of we the charge old by the episode proton. Where, where they, you know, get get the magnifying glass and go, ah, 
Just as I thought. Atoms. One, two, three, four. <laughs> ah, six of them. <laughs> yes. Uh, maybe Atomic is the name of the store. Maybe this is like a comic book store. Okay. Yep. I feel like you could do some fun kind of story stuff set in a comic book store. And Sticky is the name of a character. <laughs> okay. Yep. That's what they call this this kid. Or this teenager, because he's always got sticky fingers, and they're always like, "Don't touch the comics." Yeah, <laughs> you you stick it, you bought it. So it's pretty much it's the afternoon shift. I think you're a casual worker in this store. You don't necessarily yeah. own it. Yeah, I think it's very much like a dialogue driven, uh, sort of this lazy afternoon in this comic book store. You've got your regulars coming through. And yeah, you're maybe a new, you're a casual worker who's just joined. And so that's why you, you're sort of being introduced to everyone or you don't really know everyone yet. What's the, what's the drama that comes into this store? I think at the end of the shift, um, you've got like a big, uh, celebrity in the, in the, in the, um, like comic books industry who's coming in to, um, yeah, to like do a, do comic so, book do a signing, signing or something, or something. like that. Yep. I'm yep. getting a very Kevin Smith vibe. Well, I'm I'm getting a very Empire Records vibe vibe. All right, yeah. That's well, where I'm sort of taking it from. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um I know, I just kinda like the idea of, of that Empire Records or Well like a clerks ish sort of situation where it's just yeah. all set in the store and it's just you got these different things that happen throughout the day and it's one of those like Yeah, day one of these life. days yeah, one of these days where just stuff's happening. And it's yep. interesting. It's not like amazingly out of the ordinary, except for yeah, this big exciting thing at the end of the day. Uh, but you've got problems to solve and people to talk to, and yeah, yeah. you you've got people looking for certain you know trade paperbacks, and you've got other people who who you know um, are trying to trying to steal from the wall, and yeah, well, and I think you do have these little sections where, and again, in that very Kevin Smithy way, I think you just have. These great funny dialogue trees around, you know, comic book stuff and mundane things and the stuff that people talk about. Yep. You know, you give it a little bit of branching. You can maybe have some tasks to do while this conversation is going on. Like you've just almost got mini games of like stock the shelves or, you know, like <laughs> turn around all, you know, make sure all of the comic books are the right way up. But you could even, if you could have little things in there, it's like, oh, like you pick up issue three of, you know, Gatman the man with the Gatling gun and, <laughs> and like that works Gat its way man. into the conversation. Do, 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 do. Pa, 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 Gat man. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, okay. Well, do we want to like dig into the characters a bit even on this one? Should we sort of figure out what the scene is? You've got Sticky. Yep. Uh, who's sort of, he's a regular, but yeah, he's sort of this pain in the butt of the of people- Working there in Yeah, way, he's almost like the Jay Muse sort of character yeah. from Clerks. Yeah, um, a little bit, yeah. Hangs around outside, you know, comes in, never never actually buys anything. Never buys anything, just browses the comics and they always have to like- They've got like special plastic bags that they put them in yep. to give to him to browse through. <laughs> so, how old do you reckon Sticky is? Oh, like 14? Yeah. I was sort, sort of the thinking, age I was going to, you know, about the age where, it, where it's where the the source of the stickiness is uh, unknown, but 
like you hope it's not. <laughs> yeah, but concerning <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so is sticky, he always got um, like a? Does he always have like a chopper chop in his mouth or something? Maybe I think that's so. sort of the, the where the stickiness comes from. Or at least you assume this. Uh, you such. assume that it, it does, yeah. and you don't yeah. want to think any any deeper into it. No, and you don't <laughs> let him in the back room. Yeah. Okay. So sticky is is definitely your your typical sort of customer that's in all the time. Yeah. Um, he never he never disappears, but you got to keep your eye on him. Because so I think you've got the store owner. Yep. Who I'm thinking is like maybe a like a fifty year old woman. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like that kind of around in like the. Sil like the Silver Age. We grew up with the Silver Age. Well, when I because fifty would she would want, she would have been in the like seventies to eighties. Yeah, so that's probably like Silver Age, isn't it? Yeah, probably. I don't know. Golden Age is definitely a lot earlier. So yeah, well, that's exactly Silver Age. Oh no, Silver Age is a bit early. So Bronze Age maybe, but Bronze Age began in the early nineteen seventies and yep. then. To 84. So, yeah, so sort of Bronze Age um, is what she grew up with. But, you know, she's obviously- It's become a big part of her life. And yeah, I feel like she's one of these women who's just, like, lived a lot and maybe did actually, like, go move away from comic books for a while and then rediscover them at, like, 35 or whatever. And now for the past 15 years, she's owned this comic book store. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, what's her name? Amy. Amy? Sure. Yep. And, uh, yeah- is her nick like she's her, her nickname is Amy Atomic and that's why it's Atomic Comics. <laughs> Atomic Comics. That's a cool like I like the the phrasing there. <laughs> yeah, it'd, it'd be cool if her, if her if her um her last name was Tomic. Oh, it was Tomic. Like Amy Tomic. Yeah, Atomic. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. I kind of like the fact that she did get married, but this is uh, she kept her her maiden name, like. And I mean, when you got married, you? it was kind of unusual for, for her to sort of keep her name. It was right. sort of expected yeah. of her to, to go to her husband's name, but she didn't like the idea of Amy Smith. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think she got married early in life, relatively early in life. Um, yeah. Kept, kept her name. And it was not really done. Divorced the husband after a few years. Realized she was bisexual. Has had a variety of relationships with men and women, mm-hmm. but never settled down again. Yeah. Because then we can have some, like, romance subplots or something <laughs> with her and some other character. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, we've got Amy Atomic, the owner. We've got Sticky Fingers, Sticky. Who um, is there, like, a manager of or like, or, like, a long-time employee I think you need? Yeah. Um, who's- Maybe a little bit abrasive, like he's kind of the the, the disgruntled the traditional, sort of- well, like very traditional comic book gatekeeping sort of asshole a bit. Where kind of like your your Walt Flanagan sort of from Comic Book Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, oh, you, you don't know this or whatever. Or it's yeah, like very traditional around what counts as a true comic. Now, book Now, are or we using real comics or are we creating all our own? I think it's Comic funny if we create our own, but obviously very much reference real ones. Oh, um, yeah. Because then we can really play with it. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm, are just, you I'm just imagining like all all the um all the different customers, like the little old lady who's just coming in to buy 
to buy a comic for her grandson and all this sort of stuff. And uh, the little old lady comes in and the, and the manager's just going, what is he like? <laughs> it's like, um, well, I think he'd like something along the lines of, you know, Tachi <laughs> instead of Tachi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and goes, I read Tachi when I was a child. I'm sure he would love it. Oh, <laughs> it's just like, you don't know anything, lady. <laughs> Kids today, they they like, you know, and he goes, he goes off on all these different, different sort of comics. And it's yeah. all like super inappropriate. For <laughs> sort oh, of right. Stuff. I guess, I guess I'll take some hentai then. <laughs> if you recommend it. <laughs> if you say you like it. And Sticky's ears prick up. He's just like, oh, yeah, definitely good call. <laughs> I'm just imagining that, like, you, you've got, like, the, the sort of character who who doesn't want to be there. You know, he's he's just working and he'll just, he won't look at what, any, what anyone's buying. He just sells it to them instantly. Like, Oh, yeah. 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 Like, so, like, ran- like, basically Randall selling cigarettes to the four year old or whatever, yeah. like that sort of, that sort of deal. Yeah. He just sits there, reads comics all day. And just when someone comes to the counter, just like rings them up without even looking. Yeah. Uh, they're trying to talk to him. He just like grunts. <laughs> so I'm imagining, you know, these, um, these young kids or, or even just the, the grandma going over and going, this hentai looks, looks rather, rather yeah, interesting. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Done. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> Don't even tell them that. 1099. <laughs> and then I think you've got like the, the like mid twenties woman who's like a super collector. Like she's just trying to, she's trying to like really, there's maybe a certain, like a certain comic book series that she's trying to get mint copies of every issue or something. And so, whenever anyone comes in with a, with an issue of fucking bug boy, <laughs> it's really hard coming up with a character on the fly. Isn't I mean, it? on the fly, uh, on the fly, bug boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the, just that's actually that's actually the name of uh, of issue uh, two, which is really rare to find in mint condition. Is bug boy on the fly? Uh, but, uh, yeah, anytime, anytime anyone comes in with an issue of Bug Boy, she's like, oh, like looking it over and it's like, ah, uh, like really critical of the, 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 um, creases in it and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. but otherwise I think is a pretty nice person and, you know, in general runs the place, helps to, helps the place go pretty well. And then I think you play like a, a bit of a, um, a bit of a cipher in that, like you can do some, um, Character creation and play whatever sort of character you like. I think a, a very robust costume editor kind of thing or clothes yep. editor where you can really set your style. And yeah, for the most part, you're almost- Your character doesn't have a ton of personality, but you're sort of just pushing the story forward a bit and making some decisions and, and yep. mostly listening to the funny conversations. Yeah, I like it. Like we'll definitely be able to get Pat Oswalt to voice one of the characters. I can Jane Lynch for the uh, the owner for Amy. Uh, who do you reckon Pat Oswalt is the the little old lady? Yeah, I, I think exactly. Like um, it's the it's the role that he was made for. <laughs> <laughs> definitely sure that's where I was going with that. Yeah, absolutely. You read my mind. 
Um, I, uh, I think you need to get a Brian O'Halloran or, or a um, or a Jeff Anderson in there oh, somewhere. I mean, just as forget fucking Kevin, Kevin in, get Kevin Smith in. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin plays Sticky. <laughs> Kevin plays Sticky. <laughs> Kevin can play the guy who well, he's uncredited, but he plays the guy who doesn't say anything and just rings everyone up. So we just get him to do a bunch of like mumbling and grunts, and it's actually it's like a it's an homage to Silent Bob. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> Silent Mike. Oh, all right. <laughs> Three to one click. Yeah. I really want to fucking play that game, though. Bigoted death. Main knock. Main, like the state in America. Mm, you could no. you could add an E onto the end of the <laughs> M-A-I-N. <laughs> Main knock, bigoted death. You remember the Darksiders games, how they were, you know, about the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Yeah. I'm kind of liking kind of liking the idea that you're playing Death, you know, the, oh, the character of Death. Oh, yeah. And, yep, yep. and you're you're literally going through and knocking on doors. Well, it's um you're you're knocking off the bigoted individuals in the world. You you've oh, had enough okay. of You've had enough of all the- um, Oh, you're going rogue. Yeah, you've okay. had enough of all the bullshit of, of all the really nice people who, you know, just trying to get by getting cancer and dying. Mm-hmm. And you decide, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to take out all the bigoted in- individuals and, and basically let all the all the nice people live. <laughs> <laughs> so, you get this situation where- Well, wait, okay. So, here's an interesting thing. If, if, if death- if someone's dying of cancer and death doesn't take them, are they healed or are they just in constant pain <laughs> without dying? Um, I think it's I think it's that um, that thing where you realise that hang on, these people really they they're in a lot of pain. They're not being helped at all. <laughs> like the drugs are barely helping now. Maybe you realise, hang on, death is actually a, a good thing. It's a good release from from this. Yeah, health. well, that's. I, okay, so death death still lets them have their peace. Yeah, but the the majority of the time he's like, okay, can I actually make this person somewhat better by you know slicing out the um the lungs of this of this bigoted individual and giving? Oh it God, them- okay, so it's literally <laughs> like harvesting organs in VR. Uh, <laughs> in VR. <laughs> So this you're, is you're a running game. around with your okay, scythe. So, so this is a game where you're running around with a scythe, tracking down the people shouting racial slurs, <laughs> cutting out their lungs. Uh, I I mean I think that says it all, and we can probably move on. <laughs> Three, two, one, click. Consulting cloud, interactive, heavy. Heavy? Heavy. Oh, okay. Well, cloud and heavy is interesting because there's a sort of a an interaction there between whether you can, like, stay up on the cloud, perhaps. Uh, consulting and cloud definitely gave me some sort of, like, oh, maybe, like, whether it's a heaven-based agency <laughs> or just, uh, other, like, other sort of kind of spiritual being of some sort. I do like I do like the idea of you know heaven literally existing on clouds, 
but this is like early on in in heaven's being, if you know what I mean. Yep. And for some reason, the clouds have got incredibly heavy, so heaven has actually descended down with the fog. Okay. And so you've you've got these things of heaven seems to be interacting with the environment because it's it's too close to the actual. Uh, too close to the human yeah, well, environment. Yeah, well, basically, like, you know, in the middle of of Heaven City, Heaven, that giant fucking mountain peak has busted through because <laughs> this cloud sunk too low. Well, and, I'm picturing it in, in, like, um, yes, there's a mountain peak, but if you if you go off to a different sort of area, then, you know, you see s- skyscrapers and stuff, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. poking well, I through. Think, and- I think you- I mean, I think you'd have to just determine the story. Like, is this something that is is happening and you're trying to stop it? Is it something that has already happened and, and, and like, now you're trying to figure out why or, like, interacting now with the denizens of, like, the, the denizens of, he- of heaven and earth are, inter- are interacting as well? I do kind of like- I like- I kind of like the general idea, even, even without the event itself, but- starting with the status quo of, oh, yeah, like, 57 years ago, the clouds got heavy, heaven sunk to the ground, and now it's just another city on Earth, basically. <laughs> like, you can and, just and, go to heaven And the weird thing train. is, when you die, you don't go to heaven. Like, heaven has been there for, for a long time, but they don't quite know why it's there. Like, the people that work there are trying to make things, you know, good for people's afterlives. But right. they don't appear in the Heaven City when they die. Did they used to? I think not. Okay. I think that, like- So, Heaven's been up there this whole time, but they don't have any visitors. <laughs> like, nobody's yeah, showing I, I, up. I think, basically, that the whole idea about Heaven was um, sort of like a, a ploy by- uh, it was a human creation. Yeah. And so, it was brought into being by a whole heap of people believing in it. Okay. And so-, so it's still spiritual in that sense. It's still spiritual in that sense, but it's o- it only exists because people believe in it. Right. So, has it sunk because less people are believing in it or- I think- I think because people have sort of twisted- twisted the original word- of of what heaven really should be, it, it got too big for its own for its own good. Okay, or it sunk. could right. And when you think about that, it also means that hell also exists somewhere on this earth. <laughs> I like the idea of later in the game, a new island appears out in the ocean, and it's fucking hell that's just like floated up to from the bottom. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, that's sort of the other side of that, but that happened that that happens across the course of the game. Yeah. And again, when when you when you do actually see this place, again, it's only like the effectively angels or the or the demons. Yeah, are the demons there. are running it. There's no people there and it's it's like So is your goal so, okay, so is the end game finding out where the people actually go or realizing that there's actually no afterlife? <laughs> <laughs> like there is an afterlife in that these places exist, but no, when you die, you just die. When you die, we don't know where you go. Is a, yeah. is effectively what what it is. Is like this afterlife has been created by your mind. It's kind of been conjured by. So yes, the mind 
is incredibly powerful and can, you know, if enough people believe something, it can be conjured in this way. But it's only while you're alive that, like, it's only the fact that you did this while you, that you thought of this while you were alive that this place exists. Once you're dead, we still don't know. Like, we can't, have to, we can't change that with we don't know. We're, we're magical alive thinking. Too. <laughs> <laughs> we're yeah, mortals. It, it may like be that are. humans brought us into existence, but like, we don't know where we go when we die. <laughs> Um, I like the idea that these angels, you know, they have wings and all this sort of stuff, but they're, but they're literally mortal. They just, they live for many more years than what- Can they fly? Um, I think that they've sort of atrophied because they don't use their wings that much. So, they're just I, yeah. like, um, their wings that are they're on the back and it's like, yeah, they don't- I, I haven't used it in 500 years. I, <laughs> the right. I definitely, I definitely love this idea- that heaven is just, ooh, baby, do you know what that's worth? Ooh, heaven is a place on earth. Uh, <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with it, and then you got about a quarter of the way through, and I'm like, oh, I know what this is. <laughs> uh, yeah, that heaven is just a, a city on earth, and so the angels have sort of started, they, they make trips out and into the, you know, regular cities around the world. And maybe some have even decided to like move to LA to become actors, uh, or whatever, <laughs> try their hand at fame and fortune. Uh, and so, yeah, it's just become relatively normal that people with wings and who are always incredibly attractive. <laughs> Okay, so who do you, uh, just who like do you actually play through low? Through low. Uh, well, okay, so consulting uh, could be a few things. Do you play like a private detective, which is sort of the classic kind of outsider, but did but but like learning about the world uh, or like investigating the world sort of thing? Whether you play a, a, a an angel. Uh, detective, like someone Ooh, who I, was I like in the idea of, of like a fallen angel or a who, team um, up, or okay, okay, okay. You play a fallen angel who is now a detective, and your name isn't actually mentioned throughout the whole thing. Okay, until finally you you find out that you know you you are actually playing Lucifer. Lucifer, right? But obviously he's a, he's a relatively good guy. It's just that because of, because a whole heap of heap of people believe that he turned and became, you know, <laughs> evil. He he well, was I guess it dep- cast yeah. out of heaven, but he never actually joined hell because All right. He's not a PR he's not a pri- a PI though. He's a he's a PR guy. He's an ad guy. <laughs> and the reason he did that is because the whole reason he got thrown out was because of like bad spin. He didn't yep. do anything. It was just the rumors going around and the and the marketing. So he's like, well, fuck you. I can do that too. Yeah. And so, yeah, he's just like, he, he runs this little, this boutique ad agency. He actually hasn't had a lot of success. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, he makes enough to get by. So does he wear like one of the big trench coats that has- Well, like- I was going to say, was he here then before heaven came, like descended? Yes. So he, he's he been fell. here for like a thousand years. Yeah. He fell. Um, yeah. And to fall from heaven basically meant that he landed on earth. It wasn't the fact that he fell to hell, but then later on, people started believing in a hell. And so, that right. came to be. That came but to be as well. The, the whole thing was that he never actually, he never dropped 
any He further. never ran hell. He's never been to hell. No. He's heard about it. You know, he knows people who have been there on holiday. <laughs> and what, I, what I'm starting to almost imagine is everyone who's in heaven has, like, almost like a dark crystal-esque two sides of the same being that, say, you've got the Archangel Ma- Michael in heaven. Well, you've got the- he's also got, got an alternate person in hell that is- Mikey. Um, yeah, but they're, they're actually connected. <laughs> so, if, if one gets killed, the other one just disappears. Kind okay. Of like in the Dark Crystal, how you had the Skeksis and the um, other- Oh, I see. Yeah, they're actually right. the same being, but they've sort of been split. Okay. We're bringing a lot of elements into this. I know, but, but I like fine. the idea that no, no, the no, reason I'd- why people think that Lucifer has been looking after hell and all that sort of stuff is because there is actually- Oh, his counterpart. Okay. Like, maybe he's Morningstar and um, and Lucifer is actually in hell. Yeah. Evening Comet. <laughs> <laughs> I know that there's a lot of stuff that we're bringing in, but it's fun. well. Okay, so let's let's. I like the I like the general world building. Yep, gameplay. What, yeah, let's let's kind of bring it down to what. How would we like? Yeah, what would the gameplay actually be? What are you doing? Moment to moment. How do you sort of present these ideas to the player? You know. So I think the first thing that you that you do is you show the ad campaign for heaven. Right, like the tourism campaign? Yeah, the tourism campaign. It's it's like it's heaven on earth. All right. So Lucifer has snagged the 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 lucrative heaven tourism campaign. Uh-huh. Has heaven maybe has, has heaven been kind of uh standoffish to this point where they're not they mostly haven't been letting people in or open Yeah, but then they realize up? that no one has ever ever actually been to heaven and no one seems to actually make it there when they die. So they they decide, well, <laughs> we've got all these people working there. Let's let's actually try to bring some people in so that people can actually enjoy heaven on earth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've got all these amazing like spa rides and you know, yeah, rides. <laughs> Is that- <laughs> it's I a huge that- fucking Disneyland. <laughs> I love that that's where your mind went. So, you've heard it here first, everyone. Trevor's idea of the afterlife is just the roller coasters. Fuck uh, yeah. <laughs> they never break down coasters. and there's no lines. They never break down, there's no lines, and uh, the vomit always goes away from the people on the ground. <laughs> uh, what are you talking you about? Vomit. There is no vomit. You can eat no, all you want. you still want. vomit. That's part of the fun. <laughs> <laughs> but it tastes like cotton candy and <laughs> doesn't look like it though. <laughs> no, it looks the same. <laughs> Can't it do smells everything. Like God, we're not fucking omnipotent. Uh, okay, so you've you've snagged the campaign. So is the opening scene like someone pitching ideas to you for this campaign? Maybe one of your one of your employees. Yeah, I, I'm seeing that it's like you. You see, you know, the typical representation of heaven on like this, on the, like this photo or something like that. And then they sort of back out and it's just, it's a picture on like an easel. Yeah. And like on just, one of the card, they're like talking card about, stock. Um, yeah. You know, come, come see heaven on earth. Um, 50 years ago, it, it descended from the skies and, and now it's available for you to <laughs> go. Yeah. Now it's open know. to the public for the first time. <laughs> and it's like th- the idea that, you know, it's it's all these clouds and all this sort of stuff. And you, 
you see maybe it goes out a little bit further and it's just like this huge theme park. There's, yes, some clouds on yeah. the ground, but it's almost like a, um, almost like a dry ice sort of effect. But, you know, well, I, I think I'm Disneyland is the right kind of sense in that it's almost, it is a city, really. Like, yeah. You can see that it's a city. There are skyscrapers and stuff, but yeah, there are fucking roller coasters like going between buildings and, mm. um, yes, all, the, all this like crazy, crazy over the top stuff. <laughs> I kind of like the idea though that when they show that and Lucifer's like, wait, that heaven has roller coasters? And the guy's like, oh, well, we added that in for a bit of flavor. Like, I, I thought it was a great idea. They should really add those in, <laughs> but it's actually just a city. Like when you get there, yeah, like it's pretty heavenly, and 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 like overall, it's it's always very clean, and they've got all this like stuff in place and sort of heaven magic kind of ideas, but it's still just a city where people live. So, do they not know that you're Lucifer at this stage? Uh I I like the idea that he's he's kind of because he got kicked out of there. You know, he's not wanting to actually put it out there that. He's there. Well, do we do the classic thing that he's like he's cut off his wings or whatever? Yeah, I kind of like that idea that you know he's always wearing wearing the um you know a trench coat sort of thing, covering up like the bumps that would be on his back still. Mm. And these these other angels in are in there with all their majestic wings, and he and he makes mention of. So why do you guys? Like catch limos everywhere, <laughs> and they go. Oh, these these are just for decoration. We have we haven't used <laughs> yeah. them in five hundred years or whatever. Yeah, there was there was the they, uh, there was news that one angel had managed to fly with his wings, but like it was a hoax. Uh, <laughs> it was five centimeters above the ground. That's not flying. That's hovering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can occasionally glide. You know, uh, if we fall, we probably might. You know, we might be able to just break our legs and not die. Yeah. Um. And, and and then you know so I'm, I'm liking the idea that you can get a little bit of backstory here where that's a, goes, I think I do like that as exposition like bringing in the the marketing campaign that works really well. Um, so I, I'm imagining Lucifer's going okay. So all the people you know wouldn't this place already be full of full of people? You know I mean it's the afterlife and he goes oh no 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 nothing like that. Like turns out that we don't know where people go when they die. <laughs> But <laughs> yeah, he- heaven exists on Earth. <laughs> yeah, it turns out like heaven's been here for a, a, at least a few thousand years, like as far as I can recall. But no humans have ever shown up. So this is actually, you know, when he- when when the- when we descended, like it was actually kind of cool. We got to meet these mythical humans that we don't know much about. <laughs> <laughs> and just it, it, I can imagine, you know, everyone just exi- it, it believes that this exists and is like, okay, well, we've got this great advertising campaign and you can work through these different things while throughout the story, you know, hell is starting to come on come on earth and you, you're starting to hear stories about, like, people being freaked out by demons and stuff that were previously stories yeah. that are kind of happening as well. I like the idea that maybe hell comes to you to try and- they, they love what you did with- um, with heaven, heaven. And they want to they want to get in on the um, and you're like oh shit is this a conflict of interest or are we just like <laughs> <laughs> or is this just mean we're, but, but you know, the person we're, that you mean is agency. like um literally your exact it looks like exactly they just look like, you. like you but they have have a goatee <laughs> they have go- a goatee and bat wings yeah okay i like that <sighs> no, no, no 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 bat demon uh yeah okay 
I still, I'm still not sure exactly where the, the game, game is, but I do really like the world building yeah, yeah, of yeah. that. Um, okay, so gameplay, gameplay, gameplay. I'm sort of not not to go down like a, a typical adventure yeah. sort of way. I'm thinking this almost more sort of a 3D platformy sort of thing with exposition. Okay. So you're you're going around trying to trying to find uh with within heaven and that sort of stuff. You're trying to find, you know, the perfect shots to to actually show off in this advertising campaign and that sort of stuff. And you're learning more about it's almost like a a walking simulator sort of thing as well that you mm. you're learning some exposition about the um about heaven and where it came from and so like it oh- like a bit of Firewatch ish sort of thing, where Firewatch ish, where you're wa- where you're stuff. walking, but you've got sort of some like climbing and jumping elements, almost or something. Yeah, so yeah, okay. Kind of, you've always got anywhere that you want to go, you can sort of go, almost like a almost like a Zelda sort of thing. Right. But your your whole idea is that you know you, there's no combat whatsoever. It's sort of more more around. Okay, what would be the best sort of Best sort of image for for selling hell on, uh, heaven on earth, mm. and yeah, look, know- I do like the idea of going broad like that, and then using that opportunity. Like, if you could do sort of this this open, semi open world or open world, where in a very Elder Scrolls kind of way, you can just come across little elements of the world that kind of introduce you to some characters and they've got a problem and you can help to solve it and then you know you know sort of just a little bit more about this world um, yeah. but it's but it's basically a side quest you know yeah i mean, I mean the whole quest game is to- could be very rpg-ish actually in, yeah. in a sense not combat based obviously but you know with some dialogue or crafting or i don't know you could add some of that stuff in there if you wanted to it's like the advertising rpg you know you you're yeah. upgrading your camera you're up you're upgrading you know, all the you other level things. up your graphic design, yeah. Yep. Look, I found a new font in this dungeon. <laughs> Those are the, the collectible fonts. The collectibles are fonts, yes. <laughs> Fuck, yeah. Okay, now I'm all in on this. Now I'm all in on this. Now it's basically like uh, RPG-ish tropes. Fonts and templates. <laughs> in this fucking- World where heaven is on earth and and soon hell comes and you play Lucifer and you're you're a fucking basically you're, you're looking for you're pamphlet designs and you know obviously the best pamphlet designs are funnily enough found in hell so when, <laughs> when you actually get to hell you find the best pamphlet designs because they're all all about selling dodgy material and all this sort of stuff and. You know, sex sells. <laughs> yeah, okay, I see. I see what you're getting at. Yeah, I, I, I like that. I, I feel like we found the game there at the end, so yeah, that's good. took us a while, but- I'm, I'm happy with that. I, I like the idea of just subverting expectations with um with afterlifes and that well, sort look, of stuff. Well, look, I don't think there's ever been an advertising RPG, so mission accomplished. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, I think- Should we move on to our, to our final click picture? Yes, we can. Let's move on to our final click picture. So, Trevor, do you want to paste your image you into our Discord? Here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's a game set at Halloween. We know that. 
because we have a stew inside of a carved pumpkin. Mm-hmm. In a pumpkin field. In a pumpkin field. There's lots of uh, steam coming off the- um, Coming off the stew. Yeah. Uh, in the background, I, I see cooked. lots lots and lots of pumpkins. There's a um, there's a wagon off to the side. Oh, yeah. And there's a big snake, but this snake has the head of a cat. The head and fur of a cat. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Do you play this cat or is the cat like one of the enemies that you're fighting? I don't know. I, I kind of like the, the idea of enemies- that sort of purr and slither. hybrid hybrid enemies. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, if you hear purring, stay back. <laughs> Those venomous cat snakes are are about. Cool. But like, I- I'm just I'm just imagining sort of like the um sort of the horror aspects that you could have in this sort of this sort of game. the The idea that the cat snake or Snackat. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like there was a pun there. I'm literally looking up types of snakes, but uh, I think uh, I'm not sure. There is a thing called a cat snake. Hmm. Uh, let's not let's not worry too much on that. No. So okay. So are these like? Is this just one type of enemy, and they're all sort of different? Uh, um, like I, th- I think this or- is almost like a island of Doctor Moreau sort of thing, where mm. he couldn't find any human. Human test subjects, but there were lots and lots of of animals that he could splice together. Um, All right, I I kind of want this to be like a roguelike, like a bit more of an actiony roguelike. Yep, yep. Because uh, because we haven't done that sort of thing in a while, and I feel like this sort of enemy would would lend itself to that reasonably well. Is is there in the gameplay? Is there any sort of like hybridization, blending of animals that you yourself do? Are you fighting fire with fire in this case? Are you- Is part of the game finding different types of animals and then splicing them together magically to fight off the- I think maybe um, what you're doing is you're splicing, like, animal DNA into your own DNA to get get sort of, like, the powers that you that you quite often get in a um, uh, roguelike or whatever just to unlock new parts of the area. So Okay. No, I'm sort of seeing this almost like a Metroidvania, Dead Cells sort of thing where you yeah. you sort of going down a certain path, you unlock like a new a new um, gene to splice into your own yeah stuff to get the, to get some sort of prehensile tail or something like that that helps you. I guess I guess my problem there is, do you like do you have to use the same sort of DNA things to get part, like, to, to you know, to unlock the certain areas of level every time? Or are we able to, you know, if, if we're able to do it in, in the more traditional roguelike way where it's that these things stack, you know, that as you oh, unlock yeah, more stack. and more things, you've got synergy between the different, uh, the different things. And so how, um, like, from a- Well, from I, a sort I was sort of, of seeing it almost like a dead cell sort of thing where there's certain- areas of the map that you can't get to but it's it's all very randomized yeah you know in order to in order to get up to this one area you need to be able to you know climb up the vine sort of thing yeah so you need monkey dna yeah you need monkey dna for that and then to slither on the on the ground like a snake to get through this small um this small area you need the snake dna or the snake cat the snake cat (laughs) yeah well i think okay all right, I think uh, I'm on board with 
with splicing the things? Is it that you can have a certain amount? Is it that these DNA affect certain, like, do you have sort of certain slots then where there's like a movement one, there's a, like an attack, like a weapon one, there's a defensive one or something that if you use the different, because actually that could be a good way to mix and match, like, if you use the snakes in your in your attack slot, then you get fucking venom or whatever, right? Like it applies yep. venom to your attacks. If you put it in your movement, movement slot, then you can slide through smaller gaps. But the problem is that you lose limbs. <laughs> yeah, then you then you need to. Uh, actually, that's not bad because then your attacks are limited to certain things. Constricting. So you need to so you need to synergize with other. With other genes from other animals. So, like, if you fucking put, a, like, gorilla DNA in your attack slot, but you've got snake in your movement slot, then when you constrict them, they just, like, fucking explode like a grape. Oh, fuck yeah. Because of the strength. <laughs> um, whereas if you go the snat- The, the snat- Snake cat. <laughs> uh, if you go the snake cat route, then it's actually- It's not a great combination. <laughs> um, you can bite- You've got teeth. But you're uh, also very cuddly. But you're very cuddly. And um, as, as you're going across the ground, you know, you're, you're sort of having to stop every now and again and lick yourself clean. <laughs> yeah, just along the whole length of your snake body. Um, I'm just picturing the <laughs> fucking cat in that. You know how cats put their legs straight up over their head to, like, lick all the way out their leg? It's that, but their leg is their whole body. I mean- Literally, we're seeing hoop snakes right now. Like, that's <laughs> that's where I reckon it, go- it goes to. <laughs> For sure, this is the second time we've mentioned hoop snakes in two episodes and the second time we've had a cat-based uh, final click picture. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, though. No, I, I think that's cool. I, I like having the different sort of slots that you can put genes in and then you've got sort of a procedurally animated avatar then, like character- Based on, oh, you put horse, like you put horse DNA in the movement thing. All right. You're now basically a centaur. But if you put it in the attack one, then I don't know. What would, how do horses attack? Biting. You get a horse face. Wide long face. Yep. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Second time I've used that joke. (laughs) Oh, I'm just, I'm just trying to see whether there's some weird, sort of combinations that you can get that totally, like, fuck up. Like, they're incompatible and they basically- They melt you sort of thing. Okay. Okay. Almost, almost as if, you know, you've got to be very careful. Okay, this DNA and this DNA cannot go together. All right, you know, that's- you can't Okay, have and that can be DNA something you learn throughout, like, your, dif- your different runs as well. Um, so, the first time you do something, you don't know- Yep. And you get shark some weird op- octopus, fucked up- Sharktopus, yeah, that works really, really well. But <laughs> shark and horse, that really doesn't work because- Oh, octopus DNA is awesome. It, it works particularly well in the movement and the defense slots, but not really in the attack. Although ink is pretty fun to, to play well, that's with. The, that's what I mean. That's in the defense. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so also you- in the attack. <laughs> it's also in the attack. Uh, well, again, maybe you can, uh, maybe you, maybe you can get hybrid thing. Like you can put multiple types of DNA in one slot and then you get like combination of both. So then you get like venomous ink. I don't know. That's maybe <laughs> going a bit far. It depends on how our 
you know, our system actually works to to put them together. Yeah. Well, not ours, but the developer system that they created that was absolutely uh, yeah. amazing. Yeah, our imaginary system that's <laughs> machine learning and and procedurally animated and all that good, amazing stuff. Yes. Cool. All right. Well, look, that was fun. I think we'll end it there tonight. Thank you for joining us this week on Bitstorm. If you want to find us online, you can go to podchaser.com slash Bitstorm. All of our episodes are up there. Uh, leave us a review. Let us know what you thought. We'll reply to you because you can do that. Uh, see our other episodes that we've been on. Uh, Trevor was just on a couple of episodes of Comedy Rewind in the past few weeks. So click on his creator profile and go through to those. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Comedy Rewind, they and we, that's not grammar. Uh, uh, anyway, we're both part of the 8-Bit Collective. And this is a group of podcasts uh, about pop culture, video games, a variety of other things. They've just launched a game show. There's uh, actual play, uh, role-playing, all sorts of great stuff. Go to 8bit.net. Definitely check out some of those shows. And also go to their Patreon. Go check out the 8-Bit, 8-bit Patreon. Throw some dollars uh, towards the collective. Okay. Do you like video games? Do you like podcasts? If you answered yes to both of those questions... Go check out the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. It's a group of, um, or it's a network of Australasian gaming podcasts. So go check out the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network on Facebook or at AGP Network on Twitter. Finally, we'd like to thank Kurudas for the use of the song Mount Defiance off of the album Containment Failure. That's right. So thank you again for joining us. This week on Pitstorm, I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. Ooh, baby, do you know what? <laughs> Ooh, heaven is a place I want.